Welcome to our series, Behind the Scenes, the podcast that takes you deeper into the stories from our partners in the National Church Worldwide. Ron has sat with incredible men and women of God and listened to their testimonies. This podcast is a glimpse behind the scenes. Welcome with me to the studio, Ron and Karis Pierce. Hello, guys. Hi. Greetings. Greetings. Yes, it's good to be here. Yes. Now into our first story. Okay, yes. Let me give you a title, and I want to uh, okay. I want to introduce it. This is the title, From China's Red Army to the Underground House Church Movement. There is okay. a story here that we want to hear all about. It was one of the most fantastic meetings I've ever had in my life with um, national church leaders in China. And what happened was we were invited to go to this restaurant, and this was in one of the major cities of China, and we were supposed to get there by a certain time. We had to leave about two hours in advance. I can remember trying to lose the tails that we had on us. We were being followed by government police, etc. And so... You could see them in the car following you. Well, we knew they were following us. Uh, I remember because uh, um, when I first came out of my hotel and I met our man in country who was there... We had a plan that he would spot me across the street. We would get in a cab and we would get going. So I had two guys on me from my Holiday Inn mm-hmm. in Beijing. And here we are. We, uh, I came out. I walked down the street. I know the two guys were behind me. And we walked down the street. And he was sitting, my, my, my friend, my partner, was in a, like a coffee shop right across the road. So I'm walking down. He was reading a newspaper in the window. He gets up walks out as well, heading down the street. And I still remember that he was in a, got a cab and we were sort of timing it, right? So he got the cab. I ran across the street, jumped in the cab. The cab was off and I could see these two guys running down the street after me and they had to get a cab. So we went for quite a ride. I just have to interrupt and say, yeah. and correct me if I'm wrong, Karis, but does this not sound like something out of many spy movies? <laughs> yeah, it, there was a little bit of that involved okay. in this. We went, uh, we changed cabs about three times. I remember going through two malls. Um, so we, it was very obvious they were following you. Oh, yes. Oh, they were honest <laughs> they weren't the whole discreet. time. No, 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 no. <laughs> they no, weren't no. good spies. No, in fact, I'll, I'll wrap it up at the end um, of this story. I'll tell you where it all ended. But we did that, I would say, for about an hour and a half. Uh, I remember we ran through a park. It, I was a lot younger then. <laughs> and we ran through a park, and we got to this, this restaurant. We got out of the cab. We went upstairs, first floor. And then they said, go up and wait on the second floor. So there was, was a big room there that they would have um, sort of like luncheons and things in. I would suspect there would be about uh, 15 tables, round tables. And so we went and sat in there, and they said, wait here for a while. So about half hour later, we saw four people come in. One lady came up in an elevator, and this was an elevator, and she was in a laundry cart, she came up and she got out of the laundry cart because she was covered with laundry. They smuggled her in in the trunk of a car. Did you see her climb out of the laundry yeah, cart? She was right in front of me. And wow. she comes, she gets out of the laundry cart. They're all sitting around the table, this round table, and we started our meeting. And these were some of the leaders of the largest house church movement in China. One of the guys was an older gentleman. He was sitting to my left. Still, I'll always remember him. And um, this is his story. Okay. He, we'll call him Caleb. Caleb used to think that Mao Zedong was a god. 
Mm-hmm. Mao Zedong was the the leader, the revolutionary leader right. in China. And he worked for him, and he was one of the top leaders in the Red Army at this point. He would do whatever Mao said to do. Until one time, I remember that his mother had been praying for him, and he told me that the gospel got through to him. He accepted Christ, and then they discovered, the army discovered, and the Secret Service or whatever it was, that he was a Christian. And he couldn't have this divided loyalty. And this was right after the revolution in 49. So this would be the early 50s. And would the army have decided it was a divided loyalty or was it hard for Caleb himself? Oh, well, it it, it was probably hard for Caleb. But the real big thing was the fact that the communists did not allow Christians. They wanted to purge the country of all Christianity. And they couldn't have him as a leader and a, a Christian at the same time. So he he went to prison and they would beat him mercilessly, he said, Mm. up and down, you might say, every single day, trying to beat it out of him. The Christianity. The Christianity, and they couldn't do that. He found a way to escape, and I never really understood how he did it, but he escaped, and he went into hiding. He would stay with various Christians around in the countryside, but they were scared to be caught with him. So finally, he went into a cave, and he was in the cave for about two years. And he was in there, and he would memorize scripture all the time, as much as he could find on pieces of paper. Somebody would bring him a page of the New Testament or the Bible. He would memorize that. And then he would write tracts, trying to convince people that uh, communism was not the religion, shall we say, to follow, and that Jesus was more powerful than Mao. Well, this was this was a, a tense period of time in China, and any sort of talk like this was seditious, and therefore he, he was in big trouble for writing these things, etc. So, really, his time in prison didn't deter him from doing this stuff. Oh no, clearly no. he was gonna. Oh no, go he back was. He his love for the Lord was deep, right? And they they he was in this cave with very little food, very little of anything, and he had to when he got out of the cave, he had to keep a low profile, mm-hmm. but. They caught him, and they caught him, and they put him in jail, and uh, the one prison sentence that he talked about was five years, and they put him in there, and they put him in for hand-copying Bibles and distributing written materials. For the first three years, he tried to write spiritual things, like writings, Mm -hmm. in his diary, but they caught him, and they beat him very badly, and he still was able to witness to the officers and the other prisoners. Many became believers. One year, they handcuffed him every day for a year and beat him every single day, trying to discover who were the Christians and where the leaders were and who the leaders were. And he wouldn't break. He wouldn't... Which has to be supernatural. Oh. Yeah. Well, their determination is something else. But they knew that this was going to be a long, hard battle with him Mm -hmm. because they wanted him to sign documents renouncing Christianity, um, confessing that he was a a sinner as far as communism is concerned, etc., and everything like that. Then... He told me this. He says, I was in prison for 10 times for many months at a time, over and over and over. So now here he is sitting right beside me. And I'd heard about a guy like this. And this was many years ago when I was in Bible school that one of the leaders in the Communist Party was a friend of Mao Zedong. He escaped. He became a Christian, et cetera, et cetera, like this. And I looked over at him. And I thought, this is the guy. (laughs) This is the the legend. (gasps) And I thought, oh my goodness. And you know how you you get goosebumps? (laughs) Yes, I have them now. (laughs) And I'm thinking, this is the guy. 
And wow. so we sat there. He had he was so frail though. At the time when I met him, it was like we, we had rice. They served a little bit of rice. And here he is with these shaky little chopsticks in his hand, and he was putting some rice into his mouth, but he could only eat a little bit at a time. He was, mm. he was very, very older, older. and gaunt. Wow. And so I thought, this is very good. Mm. The one quote that he gave, I'll always remember this, I love my country, but I love God more. Mm. In other words, he loved China. He loved right. the people of China. But they couldn't beat God out of his life because he loved him more. Hmm. So we left there that day, and I went back um, to the hotel. <laughs> this is the funny part. I walked into the hotel. Here's the lobby of the uh, Holiday Inn in Beijing. I walk in, and the two Secret Service guys were sitting in the chairs <laughs> waiting for me. Yeah, <laughs> waiting so for you. I thought, I'm going to rub this in just a little bit. So I walked by them and I stopped in front of them and I said, did you guys have a good day? Mine was great. And then wow. the, you could see they were steaming. <laughs> they must have really got in trouble. And then I walked over, got into the elevator, went up. And that was it. I think a day or two later, uh, I left town. I was going to say, I hope yeah. you left the next morning. <laughs> no, no, because they had nothing to get me on. And those were the days when you just didn't arrest people. Right. Nowadays, they I mean, would you wouldn't do that proof. today. Well, yeah, there was no surveillance. Right. They did. I wasn't yeah, carrying a cell phone. Um, I wasn't, they didn't know where I went. I lost mm-hmm. them. And so that's the sort of thing that we did. But that was an important day for me mm-hmm. because I saw someone who was at the top echelons of communism turn his back on that and be a leader in the church. Now, over the years, I've met many more like this, but he was the first one. And uh, I, I still remember sitting there looking at him, and I thought to myself, nothing could deter him from following Jesus. Nothing. Not even being beaten every day for a year with his hands behind his back handcuffed. Nothing could change him. It's really so, something else, isn't it, to hear? Well, that was a behind-the-scenes peek, and I just realized we never really got to talk about the lady in the cart. Maybe another time we'll do that. So there you have it, folks, from China's Red Army to the Underground House Church Movement, a behind-the-scenes peek. Thanks, Ron.